Blog Talk Radio. Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Friday, November the 3rd. A very, very nice day here in uh, in the North Texas area. I think the temperatures are going to be uh, absolutely gorgeous, and there's going to be a big parade in Arlington, Texas, uh, this afternoon, I guess midday, for the, the World Series champions, uh, the Texas Rangers, our baseball team, that won the national championship. I want to talk a little bit about that. I also want to remind you that we had a couple of very good interviews this week. They're in the archives. We spoke with uh, Therese Margolis from Mexico, from Mexico City. She is the editor of Pulse News Mexico, a very good website uh, that talks about uh, the situation down in in Mexico. She covers Mexico on a daily basis, and it's uh, it's very interesting. If you would like to stay on top of What's happening in Mexico, and there's a lot of things happening in Mexico. You check out uh, her website, uh, Pulse News Mexico, and uh, we also invite you to check out the interview that we did. We spoke a lot about Acapulco and the terrible, absolutely horrible situation down in Acapulco where a Category 5 hurricane, I guess, came out of nowhere and pretty much uh, has devastated uh, the city of Acapulco, a city that a lot of people are familiar with, not just for, uh, not just a lot of Mexicans, but uh, a lot of foreigners. You know, Acapulco has always been uh, one of those places that people go to on vacation, for honeymoon, for business conferences, and so on. So check out that interview that we did. And then on on Wednesday... We spoke with Leslie Eastman. Leslie is a contributor to Legal Insurrection, uh, one of our favorite websites. And she spoke, uh, we spoke with Leslie about what's happening in the universities and how radical some of these universities have become. I mean, it's absolutely horrific uh, what's happening, what's happening in, the, in the universities. Uh, so check that out. And, and honestly, uh, as Leslie was pointing out, all of this stuff here the last couple of weeks has really pulled a curtain on what uh, what is happening and, and how radical. And not just, you know, we've always known that universities are going to be maybe a little bit more liberal than the country. I mean, that's happened, I think, in every generation. The universities tend to be more idealistic, more liberal than the country as a whole. But here, here we're talking about toxic radicalism. And what you're seeing is it's just, uh, I think a lot of Americans had no idea how bad it was. And you're going to see a backlash, by the way, against all of this. And you're already seeing it with many people who are simply refusing to write checks to their favorite universities. You know, many of these private universities are funded by, you know, very generous donations from families, uh, from foundations, from people. And a lot of them are saying, no, we're not going to cut you any more checks. 
as long as you continue to promote this uh, kind of radical, toxic, uh, radical, radical ideas. I just don't know how else to say it. And a lot of people are turned off, and they're not going to be writing checks. So the universities are going to have to take a very hard look at what's going inside uh, their universities. So check out our conversation with Leslie Eastman. It's in the archives if you have not done so already. And then I have a post uh, this week, uh, my last post over at the American Thinker. That would have been Thursday morning, where I talk about this latest caravan coming from Mexico. 5,000 people have apparently crossed into Mexico and coming into the United States. And that is just crazy. It's crazy that the Mexican government is allowing this to happen. It's not, it, we understand that these caravans are going to be coming uh, to the country from time to time, but uh, you would think that Mexico would take a, a tougher hand and say, no, we're not going to let uh, 5,000 non-Mexicans cross the country on the way to the United States. We're not going to let that happen. Well, Apparently, uh, they are letting it happen, and that's why you have this uh, absolutely horrific uh, situation. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to sit down with the Mexican government and say, hey, look, you know, you got to take care of your southern border because that's how they come in into uh, Mexico. And in the conversation that we had with Therese, uh, she was saying that Mexicans are getting angry at these things. They're seeing their country turn into an avenue uh, to come to uh to the United States, and they're not happy about it. They're not happy about it uh, at all. So check out our our conversation with uh, Therese Margolis uh, about that. Now let me talk a little bit about the Rangers, the Texas Rangers, who uh, won the, the 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 World Series, the Baseball World Series. You know, this is a, this is truly an amazing team. I, I just don't know how else to say it. And if you're a a fan of not just baseball, but a fan of of human beings dealing with adversity. You're going to love this baseball team because at one, you know, this club. If you, those of us who are here, of course, on a daily basis, we were following the club. But if you're not familiar with the club and their whole story, in the middle of July, they seemed like they were just coasting to first place. That they were going to be making it all the way to first place without any any difficulty. And then they hit some real adversity in the month of August. Four out of their six all-star players went on the disabled list. And, for example, the third baseman, the young third baseman, he was out for a month. Uh, The catcher, he was out for a month, the all-star catcher. Their number one starter, he was out for a month. The right fielder, uh, great uh, Adolis Garcia, he was out for a month. So you had all these great players who were out of the lineup, and they had to uh, somehow stay in contention and deal with the fact that they were no longer putting their best team out on on the field. And in late August, early September, they really hit some adversity, and a lot of people thought they were going to collapse. They were just going to you know, fade away, as often happens uh, to teams. But they didn't. They stuck together. They made it to the last day of the season, they lost the last game of the season, which meant they ended up in a tie with Houston for the number one place in the American League West. But because they lost the tiebreaker with Houston, they went into the postseason as the wild card rather than the division winner. And what that basically meant is that they were they were going to sit out for three. You know, they were going to have to play in Tampa. They were going to have to go into Baltimore. All of those road games. 
Uh, and they won every one of the road games. In fact, they ended up winning every road game in, in the postseason, which is a pretty uh, incredible accomplishment. So the Rangers were not just a great baseball story, not just a great local story, but they were really a great human story of how a group of guys, a team, can deal with, uh, with adversity. And all I can tell you is if you have a chance to, uh, if you have a chance to, to actually uh, study human behavior and realize how important, I mean, they're playing sports, I understand that, but they're humans. They're men who have to go through all kinds of adversity and overcome adversity. And this club, what they did was just absolutely incredible. Now, a lot of the credit has to go to the manager, uh, Bruce Bocci who has quite a pedigree when it comes to winning championships. He won three with the Giants. Uh, he uh, won uh, a pennant with uh, San Diego. So this is a guy who came here with a tremendous resume, and he was brought here for that reason, to uh, lead this team into, uh, into the postseason. Not only did he lead the team into the postseason, but uh, as we know now, they went all the way to, uh, to the top of the top of the mountain. So congratulations to the Texas Rangers. They are truly a, a just a, a fun team and, 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 and people around here are very excited again because of what they did, of what they did as a uh, as an organization and putting together this organization, this these guys who were so effective in um uh, in winning the championship. You know, I've seen a lot of teams, like I'm sure some of you have. And, you know, in sports, you need more than talent. Now, this club had a lot of talent, no question about it. But in sports, you really need more than talent. You've got to have that extra, that extra quality, if you want to put it that way, that extra quality of success that comes, uh, honestly, comes from uh, just uh, being out there and believing in yourself and having that quality of self-confidence that makes you uh, not just a great player, but uh, it helps you meet uh, adversity. So congratulations to the Texas Rangers. There's going to be a big parade here in uh, Arlington, Texas today. You'll probably see it on the TV. And what a just an absolutely great, just absolutely great moment uh, for the Rangers as they uh, celebrate. And we wish them all well. I'm not going to be able to make the parade. I'll catch it on TV. But if, uh, if you're out there, enjoy yourself because it is something truly something uh, very special that you will be uh, participating participating in. Well, thank you for listening. Everybody have a great weekend. We got a couple of uh, we'll be talking about the Rangers probably on Sunday night. So, uh, check it out uh, on Sunday night. Thank you so much. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. Again, congratulations to the Rangers. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye everybody.